What if healing cancer didn't have to be so overwhelming and confusing? What if you could access a higher level of consciousness to accelerate healing? And what if you had a clear roadmap to follow, a path to lead you out of the fear and uncertainty? Hi, I'm Dr. Katie Deming. As an oncologist who's cared for thousands of patients, let me guide you safely through the fog. My Six Pillars of Healing Cancer workshop series is now available, and it's not too late to join. Choose from a range of powerful workshops, each designed to support your healing journey, covering nutrition, emotional well-being, hydration, physical practices, the mind-body connection, and spirituality. Select only the workshops that align with you, or for a limited time, buy the entire bundle and enjoy significant savings. Don't miss this proven holistic roadmap to clarity and deep inner calm to support your healing process. Check the link in this episode's description to learn more and sign up today. Remember, you've got this. You're listening to the Born to Heal podcast with Dr. Katie Deming. On today's episode, we're talking about gratitude and specifically gratitude in the face of crisis and the both power of gratitude and the possibility for gratitude. So stay tuned. Welcome. I am excited to get started with this episode, but I actually wanted to share a little piece of news um, that may interest listeners. So I am giving a TEDx talk in May, on May 21st at TEDx Reno. And I wanted to let listeners know, in case there are listeners who live close to Reno or who want to go to that event, it will be a live event, which is exciting. There have not been many live speaking events, but this one will be live. And it you can find tickets at TEDxReno.org. And I just wanted to make sure that people were aware of it. The date of the event is May 21st. And um, yeah, I'd be excited to see you there. So I wanted to let people know. On this episode, I'm talking about gratitude. And I'm going to talk from a different angle today. And that is because I am experiencing cancer from the other side as we speak. And not personally, but my mom has recently been diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And it's been a couple weeks that this has been going on. And I haven't shared on the podcast because really she hadn't told anyone um, what was happening. And I wanted to make sure that it was clear for her for me to share on here Um, And I'm not sharing any parts of her personal story, but what I want to do is I want to share my experience as both a doctor and a daughter to shed light on what I'm learning as I navigate the other side of medical care for cancer. And specifically, I wanted to talk about how gratitude is playing a really big role in the way that I'm looking at this event. And you know, a lot of people say, gosh, I'm so sorry this is happening to you. I'm sorry this is happening to your mom. And my initial response to that is, 
You don't have to be sorry. I don't feel sorry for myself. I don't feel sorry for my mom. I realize that, of course, I would not choose this, but I really believe that everything that happens in our life is an opportunity to learn and to grow and that I can't change what is. It's really important for me anyway, that in my own life to accept what is and then see the blessings and be grateful for whatever beauty is going to come from that situation. And I think sometimes it's hard to step back and say, well, gosh, what is the beauty in a situation like that? And most of my listeners are dealing with a severe illness, if not cancer. And so I know that you get this, right? But the way that I've looked at all of this is, well, gosh, if my mom is going to be sick, how blessed or how lucky am I that I have all the training that I have and that I have all the experience and everything that I'm teaching on this podcast that I can use to serve her. That like, if for nothing else, my whole career has put me in this position where I can serve her in a way that is, I would say, both meaningful and valuable. Like I bring so much knowledge and expertise to help her as she walks through this experience. And I've also recognized that I'm so fortunate to have the connections and colleagues that I do because I have colleagues who are GYN oncologists and and they have friends and and I've been able to use my network to help her and figure out, okay, what test does she need? What is the next step? How do we get her in to see the right doctor? And so I'm recognizing that I'm positioned in a way that I have connections, I have expertise that allow me to help and serve her in this, you know, really special way during a time that is obviously challenging for her and the rest of the family. And then I think also the other thing that's been really interesting about this that I'm appreciating is there are so many dynamics within a family and friend system when someone gets sick. And, you know, my primary role in all of this has really been to help protect my mom and make sure that she gets the information that she needs to make the best decisions and also to sort through information. And, um, One of the things early on that was really um, critical was managing the support system and managing the family and friends. And I saw how challenging that period of waiting is from the time that you know something's wrong to really getting enough information to have a treatment plan or understand your diagnosis. And I've seen this, you know, thousands of times from the other side where, you know, patients talking about, you know, whether they tell their children, how do they tell their children, do they tell all their children, do they tell them everything? 
And in counseling through patients or patients through this um, from the physician side, but then to be on the other side and have it be my mom and have all the people that are, you know, potential recipients of the information are my siblings, are my mom's, you know, friends, are these people in my close circle, it really changes the way that you understand the situation. And so one of the things that I've realized for my mom is that it's so important to create boundaries and also have conversations about you know, how do you want to tell people, you know, what do you want people to know? When do you want people to know the information? And I think one of the things that I experienced with my mom that I've experienced with so many patients is this wanting to have enough information that when you tell people, it doesn't create a ton of questions. Like, you know, say that you just knew that it was cancer, but you didn't know the stage, you didn't know the exact pathology, you didn't know any of those details, so you couldn't know what the treatment plan is. That's hard to tell people in that space because when you tell them, they are going to be off spinning and asking a bunch of questions and likely coming back to the person who's sick, in this case, my mom, and asking her all these questions. And so When she said, I really don't want to tell people until I know the diagnosis, I know the treatment plan, it made so much sense to me, right? Because I understood this. I knew what she was talking about. I knew the questions that were going to come up. But (laughs) then to walk that experience with my siblings and especially watch them feeling really sad and hurt that that they you know weren't as involved in the beginning with knowing what's going on and and knowing what I knew I was like you know what it's like has nothing to do with whether she loves you or whether you're the closest to her it literally is just a way for her to take control during this time where literally everything feels out of control and then once we have the information and we know the treatment plan that I know she's going to want you right by her side. And my sister, you know, was feeling sad and hurt. And like, I want to be there for my mom. And and I understood this other side that my mom just wanted to share once she knew everything, but she didn't want to really get into any details until she knew them and she knew what the plan was. And so this is my life for the past few weeks. This is what we've been doing is that, you know, helping with my mom to really understand what is it that she wants? What are the best ways that I can support and create boundaries around her that kind of protect her energy? And then also managing the dynamics of the other people who are, who love her, you know, and really want to support her through this. And so it's been really interesting. But I see that also as a blessing, you know, that I have this understanding about the challenges of that come up within a family around a diagnosis, around sharing of information, around revealing information, you know, in specific timelines, 
strategically. And, and the other thing is, I think that it was good because I could prompt these conversations with my mom before we got to the point where my sister was asking questions and like, you know, what do you know, what's going on and really wanting to understand. I had already talked to my mom to say, you know, this is likely how the information is going to come. And this is likely how long it could take. How do you want to manage the messaging in this interim, especially since people know that you're sick and you haven't been feeling well and that there's been tests that have been done. But it's because of the experience that I have that I knew to have those conversations. And so that's something that I'm so grateful for. And I'm so grateful for um, knowing how to navigate the medical system. You know, I think this is one thing that is hard to understand when you live in the system. So I live in healthcare, right? Everything that I do is related to hospitals and clinics and cancer and, you know, communicating with doctors and nurses, and it's just my world. So it feels so comfortable. But when you're coming into that on the other side, and it's almost like a black box, like someone who's coming in who hasn't experienced healthcare in any significant way, when you come in, it feels like what is happening on the other side here? What, like, why is everything taking so long? Like, I think from the time that my mom had her, she had some fluid removed from her abdomen. It's called a paracentesis. She had that done. And then it took over a week to get the diagnosis. And that's stressful, right? The waiting is so stressful, but because I understood, I was like, okay, well, likely you're going to get a preliminary path report in this many days. And then, you know, then it's going to take longer for the stains. And sure enough, that's how things played out. But because of that, we weren't getting frustrated. We weren't getting angry at the system because I had this understanding of how things take time and how it's okay, you know, it's better to wait a couple days to have the stains to really understand the full diagnosis. And um, I wouldn't be able to explain that to my mom if I didn't have the experience that I have. And I also, you know, think it's really important that we help reduce stress. You know, when you're helping someone you love go through cancer, my biggest job as I see it is to help reduce her stress and to help smooth things wherever I can. And that, you know, has allowed me to tap into all of the skills that I have to do it. But then also looking at the family dynamics and how grateful I am that my mom has so many people in her life that love her that actually one of the problems that we have is managing all the messages and the phone calls and the texts that are coming into her because she feels overwhelmed. It's like, that's beautiful, right? That's something to be grateful for. And even though it's been overwhelming for her because she's tired and she's not feeling well, it was like that was another way where I could help her 
we created once she saw the doctor and when she was ready to share kind of what was going on, I was able to create a little text for her that she could send out to her friends and, you know, <clears throat> some of the family just explaining the diagnosis, the stage, the treatment, and like what she really would appreciate from them, which for her was prayers. And, you know, this is part of the thing that becomes overwhelming for people is how do I communicate? How do I share this? How do I manage it with all the people who love me? And, um, so that was something that I was able to help her do. And this is something that family members can do for someone who is sick is to help craft little messages that you can send out to a group, you know, and then also say in there, you know, if I'm sorry, if I'm not able to respond, you know, I appreciate your prayers or I appreciate your texts or whatever it is that would feel loving for you to send a little, you know, quick summary. And then with what would be most helpful for you at the end to tell them how can they best support you or support the person who is dealing with the illness. And so, you know, it's, um, I think this opportunity for me is a chance for me to walk my talk and I guess talk my walk <laughs> on both sides. You know, I'm, I'm walking the walk and then I'm also, you know, helping and talking through with my family. But it's even more important when I'm telling my family these things that I'm also walking the talk as well. And, um, you know, I'm so grateful actually for this podcast because my mom has been listening, you know, and, and with, you know, none of us had any idea that she would be listening, you know, because these would be relevant for her. But it feels like such a privilege that I started this in October and she's been listening. And then now I'm going to learn through this experience with her to bring in more to my understanding of what it really means to heal, you know, and I think everyone knows this, you know, you would never wish for someone that you love to become ill. And it's a huge opportunity. And for that, I'm grateful. And I will continue to share my journey um, on the podcast as I think it is relevant and valuable because I am learning lessons that I couldn't have learned from being a doctor. And, um, and so it's, it's giving me a really nice new vantage point from everything that I already know. And I, yeah, I want to share what that what information and what learnings come in that could be beneficial to you as my listeners. So I thank you for being here. And I look forward to speaking with you next week. Take care. Bye bye. Hey, this is Dr. Katie Deming, and thank you for listening to the Born to Heal podcast. If you've gotten value from today's episode, I'd love for you to share it with your friends and loved ones. Help me create more impact around the world. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram or Facebook and visit katiedeming.com for more information on how to work with me.